0: Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Queen of the Hills podcast. I'm so glad you found me. I'm your host, Sharon Sade. And if you did not find me from YouTube, feel free to check out my YouTube channel, Sherry and Sade. I've been actually making a lot of headway over there. And I'm really surprised, but also proud that I've maintained some sort of consistency. (laughs) I've been doing three videos a week, uh, usually with one or two bonus episodes as well. But I've been maintaining consistency with three videos a week, uh, week, and we have recently just topped 1,000 subscribers, which is awesome. I had actually set a goal which, I might do a video on manifestation, or a, a, an episode on manifestation, because everything I wrote down December 21st that I wanted to accomplish this year, um, I am almost uh, three-fourths of the way through that list, and I set hard deadlines like through the summer and through the fall, and I give myself reasonable deadlines, and everything has been just kind of checking off the list, so woo Today, I actually want to recap Marry Me, because it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And I watched Marry Me over the weekend. This is the movie that's starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. It's an actually really good movie. I really didn't have a lot of high hopes, just to be honest with you, because I haven't seen a rom-com in a long time, and I really wasn't sure how I would react to it. And so I actually just opened my mind and said enjoy this shit for what it is don't don't hold it to any other barometer of any of don't hold it to any standard of her other movies you know I love Owen Wilson and I do love Jennifer Lopez as an actress as an actress and a dancer And so I knew that I would enjoy it in some capacity, but sometimes Jennifer Lopez can get on my nerves in in movies. I'm gonna be honest with you, no offense to her. She's fantastic. Obviously she's fucking fabulous. However, I find her to be sometimes a little bit, hmm, insufferable. (laughs) I'm just being a shit, but no, really, sometimes she can be pretty insufferable. Like in The Wedding Planner when If my mom hears this, she's probably screaming at her phone or whatever device she's listening to this through because on the wedding planner, when Jennifer Lopez says the word brown at the end, so she's choosing not to eat the brown M&Ms because the doctor that she's in love with has made this little joke that um, he feels there's less artificial coloring because chocolate is already brown. And so when he finds her at the end and it's their rom-com moment and he's going to sweep her off her feet and finally have that kiss in the rain and she's eating M&Ms and throwing out all the other colors, the colored ones, <laughs> just being a, a jerk, sorry. <laughs> she's throwing out all the other colors. She's actually like not eating anything but the brown and he like in this moment says, Jennifer, or whatever her name was, um, what? why are you only eating the brown ones? And she's taken aback by his presence. And she turns around and says, well, I'm only eating the chocolate because it has lo- less artificial coloring because chocolate's already brown. And like her lip jar- like jets out from her face, like brown, and it's like a thrust forward. And it's supposed to be cute, I think. But it just comes off a little strange. Someone else who does that, who again, I love, 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 and not bashing at all, but Gabrielle Union. Like, I would enjoy her so much more if she did not, like, use her lips to accentuate her point in a lot of movies. Like, she'll do, sometimes, like, for Deliverance from Eva, she got it. That was, like, the perfect place and the perfect role to, like, do the things that she does with her mouth, like, to make a point. But sometimes like in um two can play that game and like sometimes uh Gabrielle Union or in the brothers she'll use her mouth like to be like cute I think or to like try to be sexy and it comes off extremely forced so Jennifer Lopez has a habit of that at times or she'll just kind of bug me and so I I suspended my preconceived notions before watching this movie and I'm actually really glad I did so if you are not interested in hearing any spoilers totally fine if you plan on going to see this movie tonight then do not listen to this wait until tomorrow to listen to this because I don't want to spoil it but I am going to talk about spoilers I am going to give you spoilers because I'm recapping the movie spoilers ahead I'm trying to give you time to turn this off so that you don't think like oh my god chariot ruined the movie for me yes because if you haven't seen it you've got no business listening to an episode called marry me recap so let's jump into it i am going to now begin spoiling the shit out of this movie so if you have not seen it or if you have if you haven't seen it and you're cool with being you know notified of what's going to happen keep listening but if you don't want to ruin the movie for yourself turn this off and set a reminder and listen to me tomorrow or after you see the movie So the movie, again, stars Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Now, before I jump into Marry Me, I know y'all are probably like, just fucking recap the movie already. But um, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez were both in Anaconda. And I don't know how that slipped my mind, but my husband wanted to watch Anaconda yesterday. Don't ask, because I don't know why. But he wanted to watch Anaconda yesterday. And while we were watching it, it dawned on me, Owen Wilson is in this movie with Jennifer Lopez. So what a nice full circle moment. That is my favorite type of moment, is a lovely full circle. And they've been acting together for quite some time. So... Um, and so is Ice Cube, who recently performed at the Super Bowl. So, yay! And uh, so this stars Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Jennifer Lopez plays Kat, a superstar singer-performer who is gearing up to marry her fiancé, another superstar singer named Bastian, and he is played by Maluma. I've actually never heard of any of Maluma's songs but hearing him on this movie, I think that was actually him singing his part. I'm actually gonna check out some of his music tomorrow for my workout. Now, they had this huge tour that was set to have them married live on stage for the grand finale the last night of the tour when a video surfaces on page six that Bastion cheated on Kat with her assistance. Kat saw this seconds before walking out to do the marry me segment of this tour. Before all of this, Owen Wilson played a divorced single father sharing custody with his ex-wife, who is with someone else named David, and their daughter really thinks David is cool. And you can tell that it bugs Owen, or whatever, his uh, Charlie, you can tell that it bugs him. And so he's trying to make himself seem cool to his daughter but he's like he's a teacher and he's also instructor of the math leads or the 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 math team where they go and compete for math against other math teams from other schools and i mean it sounds super super above what i did in school for them but her his daughter like really struggles with that because she wants to be seen as cool and she just does not think her dad is cool at all and so uh charlie wants to be cool um, but he he just can't He's trying all these things to like try to connect with his daughter And you can tell that she's just like Not here for it She's also like 12 and that's around that age Where you start to kind of vie for independence And you reject being up under your parents all the time Now as a late bloomer myself I stayed under my parents I still like stay under my parents When my parents are visiting or around I'm always right up under them Like I'm just, that's just me I'm, I've been a late bloomer my whole life So I never really got that severe independence streak but good for her for setting out. So. <laughs> um, but uh, she he's like talking to his friend played by Sarah Silverman. and if anyway, I, I don't I do not like Sarah Silverman. She she is one of those people that will forever get under my skin to the point where now I'm just immune to how, how annoying she is. I just ignore her. Even when she has funny jokes because she did blackface before and then she tried to stand 10 toes down in it instead of just being a normal person and apologizing when people called her out on it. She's just insufferable as well. So I, I already was kind of not wanting to watch this movie when I found out she was in it, but I love J-Lo and I love Owen Wilson, so I'm not going to let Sarah Silverman come between me and my fun. But anyway, she plays Charlie's friend, another teacher at the school, and she has tickets to the tour of Cat and Bastion. And so she invites Charlie, but he's like, hey, I actually have my daughter, so I can't go. And she was like, well, bring your daughter. She'll think you're cool. Like everyone loves uh, Cat and Bastion, and your daughter will totally think you're cool. So he agrees. And when they go, um, his friend has a sign that says, marry me. That's the name of the song. And it's actually a really good song. Marry me, marry me. It's such a good song. I was jamming. Actually, every song that played in the movie that they performed was good. The first one, the little church song, made me a little uncomfortable <laughs> because it was a little bit on the nose. It, it was reminiscent of Alejandro by uh, Lady Gaga. I was like, ooh, J-Lo, you, you taking us back, girl. However, it, it was a good movie, and the songs were really good in it. So as they're performing, she has this, song, this sign that says, marry me. And you know how, like, this, the... Uh, fans will have signs and stuff like that so she has a sign that says marry me and she hands it to charlie i can't remember why i think she had to take a phone call but she hands it to charlie to hold the sign now if you can recall cat walks out on stage and realizes that um her fiance just cheated on her and it's the video is all over page six and it's with her assistant so she is crushed and she walks out on stage like kind of in a daze and she's about to like she's she's kind of ranting and kind of rambling and her team is like oh shit she looks like she is unprepared she looks a little crazy and she finally says i'm gonna do something i've never done i'm gonna marry you and she points to the guy in this crowd with the sign that says marry me which happens to be Charlie, which happens to our, be our leading man, Owen Wilson. And so the security rushes Owen Wilson up to the stage, and he's kind of just stunned, but he thinks this is all for show, and he loves how his daughter is, like, super, like, excited, and she's super invested, so he's like, shit, I'll go with this. And he says, yes. Well, she goes, "Will you You know, will you marry me? Or they give their vows, and, he, and they said, do you take this woman? And he just goes, yeah, or sure. And they're, quote-unquote, married they got married live on stage and then they're rushed off the stage and then they go get in a car and that scene was annoying because I'm like dude don't leave your daughter what the fuck yes you were part of this show and you you just got swept up in the moment but at some point you gotta say halt let me go get my fucking child <laughs> honey he said I found J-Lo child who honey we'll have new kids leave that kid at the venue she now belongs to the venue you know concerts for life but I want to see J-Lo so Owen was like, fuck that. I'll have new babies. But they get married on stage. Um, and then the next day, uh, uh, her manager, Kat's manager, tries to play the fixer. And it's like, you know, you think you should go ahead and just give him, make him sign an NDA. Give him a little $5,000 payoff. And just be done with this. And she goes, actually, no, I think I'm going to stay married. I think I'm good here. Part of the thing that's driving her is, one, a broken heart and lethal embarrassment. But then, two... Jimmy Kimmel has been riding her on TV for a long time. And I actually really appreciated that they put this in there because it is very reminiscent of what Jennifer Lopez actually experienced in the media when she got married a bunch of times. So like she had three marriages so far. I forgot her first husband's name, but he was um, her husband before she got like famous. And then she married one of her backup dancers. I think his name was Chris. She married him. And then she was engaged to Ben Affleck that didn't work out and then she was with well she was with Diddy for a long time and that didn't work out then she was engaged to Ben Affleck and that didn't work out and then she got married to Mark Anthony and then obviously we know that didn't work out and so now she's back with Ben Affleck but during the height of this these marriages were like a few years apart they weren't like super far apart and people would just deride her in the media for being engaged and married It's kind of reminiscent of how people treated Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, the fact that they would publicly date people and publicly be in love and be so open about it. Now, they weren't out here just clocking up marriage license like Jennifer Lopez was. She was like husband number one, husband number two. You know, she was, she was racking them up, but I actually respect that she lives her life out loud and when she says let's get loud i actually believe that that is her mo she lives her life out loud Now, there's something to that kind of transparency where she's not afraid to show you that she's just love drunk and i mean listen that's a fun place to be that is a very fun place to be now i do think part of that eagerness to move on to the next person move on to the next person is one it it could help you get over the last person which is really the goal in a lot of cases but also sometimes we are not so much in love with other people we're in love with the person we become with them and i think that's something people forget is sometimes we aren't just in love with someone else we love the version of ourselves that come out when they're around and that could be for a number of reasons maybe they make you feel really secure or they make you feel really happy or they make you feel funny i used to really enjoy how when i first started dating my husband he really encouraged me to just let go of like inhibitions and so I would be I'm really funny around him I just feel really secure like if it's a bad joke he'll be like womp, womp, like <laughs> and we laugh and joke together and he makes jokes and there's not this like eagerness there's I don't have to have that that monkey on my back to try and please or impress he's gonna love me find me funny and humorous regardless and so I love that when he's around I feel way more at ease to make jokes That's just a small example, but sometimes people aren't as much in love with the other person. They're in love with the reflection and their own reflection in their eyes. Very narcissistic at times, but really there is a freedom to being with someone who makes you feel alive. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it does need to uh, operate alongside your own self-love. In addition to loving who you are with someone else, you have to love the version of yourself when you're alone too. If we could just grasp that and both things could exist alongside each other then i think we would see a lot more uh, positive decision making or safe decision making (laughs) um in addition to that jennifer lopez put that in there that jimmy kimmel was just riding her in the media and was like cat is Um, she's getting married another husband here we go it was very reminiscent of the early 2000s and how people really bashed jennifer lopez i went to a school in wills point went to high school in wills point texas and i had an ap english class and uh at wills point high school and i remember we were writing um a thanksgiving essay in this ap class and one of the students wrote about his thanksgiving and he was like um I'll probably sit down and watch a halftime show performed by Jennifer Lopez and one of her husbands, whether it's Chris or the other one or the other one. And everyone just erupted in laughter. And I didn't laugh because I didn't think the shit was funny. Wasn't shit funny to me? Y'all out here, first of all, you live in Will's Point. No offense to people who live in the country, but this woman has made amazing accomplishments. And you decide from your podunk, backwooded, back alley, single-wide home, to bash a woman a a person of color no less if you wouldn't know it from some of her movies but we'll get there um a person of color no less a woman for marrying all these men and living her life out loud when you have one pair of boots to wear like why don't we solve one problem at a time this woman is out here accomplishing her goals and living her dream and the one thing you can hold against her is the fact that she lives her life out loud and jumps in you know head first into love Could she be a lot more cautious at that time? Yeah, but she was young as shit and having fun. Listen, one might say you wanna be more concerned with your your dental appointments. One might say you'd wanna be more concerned with actually using toothpaste when you brush your teeth. One might say you'd wanna be more concerned with not holding KKK rallies in your front yard than you are with Jennifer Lopez. But they were so excited to bash this woman because she got married all the time. Even my teacher was laughing and joking he was like you got me there pal (laughs) and I just remember being as the only person of color in that class I remember being like this has an undertone because I don't see people you know making these comments about you know Elizabeth Taylor I don't see you know they're not making fun of her they're making fun of J-Lo so anyway I love that J-Lo faced that shit head on now that she's in a very secure place in her life and she's just like Look at how, you know, they were making fun of me. I don't know if that was the intent, but that was definitely what it took me back to. Um, she was like, you know, they, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was like, you know, here goes another one and another one. And he was like kind of bashing her from his ivory tower. And so, because of that, she didn't want to look like a flake and she definitely didn't want to admit defeat. So, she stayed married to Charlie. She sure did. Now, Owen Wilson was down for it. So, what her manager proposed was why don't we do. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we make an arrangement? We want her to save face and we don't want you to, you know, be harassed. So why don't we just play it up? Why don't we play this up? And he agrees to the arrangement. I don't remember if they were going to pay him or not. I can't remember what he got out of it other than his daughter thought he was super cool, but he looked at it as more of a job. So he would show up to her like moments and events and, and be seen with her like, oh my gosh, she is still married to this man. And then he would go home. But over the time, he- didn't want to go home anymore he wanted well he wanted to go home but he didn't want to leave the event after his duties were done he wanted to stay and she actually wanted him to stay and so instead of this being an arrangement to save face they suddenly started falling in love it was beautiful so um i actually really love this movie it was a nice callback to rom-coms of old it was also great to see j-lo speak spanish in the movie she has done it in the past but a lot of her mainstream rom-coms she has played a more ambiguous role and in the wedding planner she was also italian and i think j-lo is actually puerto rican and so I-, I think sometimes she can like play with those like racial lines and and that's fine listen if you get, get the roles whatever But it was nice to see her actually speak Spanish. I don't know why, but that's something about that stood out to me. And I love when people can be their true selves. It's kind of like seeing someone show up in the way that they want to show up and who they truly are, because usually JLo plays like a very mainstream esque role. And even her look will feel very mainstream. But in this, she was speaking Spanish and singing in Spanish, and, and I was in ve- her love interest, the first love interest was um, a Hispanic man, and then the daughter, Owen Wilson's daughter was half black, and I wouldn't have known it like be- unless her hair was curly, but um, his daughter was half black and his ex-wife was black and it's just interesting how it kind of made me think about cinderella for disney uh the brandy and whitney houston version how everyone was a different race and no one thought about it it was just really good to see like focus on the story not the race it was nice so anyway um i also realized that the songs that well sorry i just was about to repeat that so um i also realized that owen wilson and anaconda, and anaconda owen wilson and j were both in anaconda which i mentioned and Rewatch that movie if you're ever in the mood for a good laugh. The acting is good, but that snake looks terrible. (laughs) I remember being a kid and watching that snake wrap up Owen Wilson and being like, oh shit, this is the new age. This is so real. They had to have a real snake. There's no way that wasn't a real snake. Now I'm like, I can see your wires. I can see your battery. I can see you glitching. And something else I think they forgot is that snakes are not tigers and cats. They had that snake behaving as a cat, like a like a big cat. Like that snake was hunting like a lion. Also, they were showing us multiple times, like, the sn- the snake's pers- uh, point of view, with like, visual point of view, and I think they forget that snakes don't really see visually in the same way as other animals. Snakes use, like, vibrations and-, and sound and stuff like that, and so it was just interesting to see how many inaccurate things were in that movie, but again, this is about a giant snake eating people, so maybe we'll suspend belief for the fun of the moment. Um, so... I love the teacher that jello that jello jello sang with at the school dance um it was really cute he was so excited and i liked his personality like for real for real like i want to see what other movies he's in and i love the little girl the one that played owen wilson's daughter um i really liked how they wrote her character now here's something that's interesting i'm sure you're like well how else will they write a child but follow me here there are times where movies will Follow will, will have a child in it, and they'll write the kid to be very adult, um, and the goal is for them to try and make the child really precocious. But what comes off is that the child is just arrogant or rude or disrespectful or lacks boundaries and is really inappropriate. And it it's actually really uncomfortable for the viewer. One of the movies I've watched, some movie with um, Ryan Reynolds and elizabeth banks and isla fisher i cannot remember the name of it but i watched it this weekend as well it's about uh ryan reynolds is a divorced dad and his daughter is asking him to tell her the story of how he fell in love with her mom and the goal is for her to like get her mom and dad back together and he decides to do this he tells her the story a la how i met your mother where he like tells her him meeting and falling in love with a bunch of different people and Essentially, it's cool, but the daughter is so inappropriate. And here's the thing the type of precociousness they're going for does not work for older children. So, this little girl was eight, screaming out, penis, penis, in the lobby of his apartment building. And it was like, okay, she's old enough to know better. Like, if she were like five and she stumbled upon a new word and was like, I'm just obsessed with this new word that's a whole different type of like funny but this little girl's like eight or nine years old just screaming out penis penis it just came off really annoying (laughs) i hate it i hate when they write kids too precocious like it just does not come off genuine or funny you know who got it right was modern family with baby lily baby lily and baby joe they did a great job who they did not get it right with was luke luke was way too old now the first or first and second seasons he could he was kind of funny but then they started veering him into like an almost racist kid and they were teetering on that line and he was coming off very unlikable like he made some comment one time and was like um uh, just because i'm not out here living in Pooh river africa like excuse me and then another time he made a comment and was like don't talk black it was like ugh. They really made me not like Luke's ass. Anyway, but, you know, the child was just performing, not the kid, but the character. They made me like, okay, y'all to get the hell on with this shit. Anyway, because I don't see little black kids out here being racist to whites, and we're all just like, (laughs) he called her a (laughs) Karen. No, but these little white kids in these movies and shows can be racist towards black people, and it's like, oh, he's just precocious. He's just a little dangerous. Shut up. Anywho, let me not go on a tangent. Um, But, yeah, sometimes they are super heavy-handed with, like, the witty child trope, and the kid just comes off spoiled and unlikable, and it's just not cute, and I think... This movie did a great job of making her self-sufficient and and very headstrong and assertive without making her unlikable. Like she challenged things that she didn't understand. She, I mean, she questioned things that she didn't understand. She challenged things she didn't agree with and she stood up for herself, but she was still a respectful child and she was still like a normal, likable kid. She wasn't like this outlandish kid that was like, dad, get your ass on that stage and marry that bitch. Like she wasn't doing all that. And some of these movies, they teeter on that line. (laughs) They be making these kids frustrating i'll just say that um but this little girl did not annoy me she was actually very fun to watch i really enjoyed her i've actually enjoyed her in everything i've seen her in and she's got a long career ahead of her um but anyway last thing now the movie was good now don't get me wrong the movie was great but um the only thing that did bug me was how when j-lo would show up to her new husband's school she would just take over (laughs) A, her character, Kat, was a narcissist. And one might say the same about J-Lo. Remember when she sang at the White House and saying Let's get loud. Ma'am, nobody asked you to say that. You added that. So, no. Anyway, and don't get me started, because if you listen to the Friends on podcast and you've heard Dustin's review of J-Lo's Let's Get Loud moments, you know why I'm, like, cackling at this. But anyway, every time JLo lo showed up to the school she would just take over like they were doing like a pop quiz she just came in and took over and started dancing with the kids like ma'am these kids need to learn 2 plus 2 could you take your dancing boots and get the hell out them boots are made for walking but not through the math leads anywho she would and she showed up to the school dance and then like started singing and of course this is something they were excited about because she's a celebrity but it just felt like she was a little tone deaf like is this appropriate am I taking over am I being inconsiderate anywho um, I tried to watch oh so I'll end this and then I'll tell you some other movies I tried to watch for Valentine's Day but um, so this movie ended well so she ends up winning a Grammy her first ever award for this song with her ex who cheated on her mind you she is now in a relationship with Owen Wilson they eventually sleep together and he brings out this other side of her he makes her feel like super strong and independent and she makes his life way more exciting and they just seem to be gelling they were really good together on screen I'm not gonna lie I was I was falling into it I'm not gonna lie gave Gave me, wedding crashes vibes. I was totally in love with Owen Wilson and uh, Rachel McAdams as a couple. I wanted them married right away after wedding crashes. Like the fact that they weren't really dating and they had so much chemistry, very frustrating. It's just what is real anymore, right? But um, they also, J Lo and Owen Wilson, also had a lot of chemistry together. And she ends up winning this Grammy with Bastion and it thrusts her back into like her super Hollywood life and Charlie just doesn't fit in there and he's kind of playing on the outskirts but you can see his heart is slowly breaking he's just starting to feel like oh she's tired of me I was just a project and in the end she chooses him and he chooses her and it's a beautiful story and they're happy together and love 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 loved it It was the perfect Valentine's Day movie and I'm glad we watched it I'm gonna watch it again tonight so I watched it Saturday on Peacock but I'm gonna watch it again tonight while we eat dinner it was a very beautiful movie Aside from that, I tried to watch this movie called The Royal Treatment. Have you seen it? It's on Netflix and it's got the guy from Aladdin. And so I was really excited about this movie, actually. I, I thought it would be good because I think he is great. But the main character, oh my God, where did they find her? No offense to her, I'm never gonna try to bash somebody. You know just out here trying to live their dreams but they definitely should have put her in some kind of acting class and maybe some kind of likability course <laughs> no but she came off so obnoxious and judgmental and it was very unrealistic so let me just paint this picture this is as far as I got in the movie so basically he is um, a prince he's some kind of royal family member and he's visiting new york city or wherever they are and she he's needing a haircut immediately and so he calls this woman's salon and she goes to cut his hair and she doesn't like the way he treats his staff and so she's like super rambunctious with him and she's like she's giving him pushback and telling him like it is this might work once you've gotten to know to know a royal family member or a celebrity but if you're just a common person and you're observing something from the outside looking in Your first thought is not going to be, I'm going to put them in their place. Like, you would probably be in some sort of awestruck moment or some sort of starstruck moment. Or you might be reluctant to push back because you don't know how they react. They're this huge star. And so I didn't feel like it was realistic that from the first day, she was like, telling it like it is and being pushy. It just didn't come off well. I definitely think they should have had moments where they got to know each other and then she noticed that he was a little rude to his staff or indifferent and then she said something once there was some sort of level of comfort. I also didn't think it was realistic that he would be chasing her. I'm not talking about her looks or anything. She just did not give me the vibe of like make a nigga say bye to his royal life. Like (laughs) he just did not give me that vibe. He just she just gave me the vibe of like a very very regular mundane woman and not mundane like um mandy moore in a walk to remember she gave me mundane like who is this person and i hope to never see her in another rom-com no offense she should be in like walking dead or something or she can play a super strong character or she can play like a super annoying character like she needs to be in something else but like rom-coms you have to have a certain chemistry with the audience and the viewer too like you're not just wooing or pitching woo at your main leading lady or the main leading man you have to be likable to the audience so like no one would probably want to watch a love interest or a rom-com with flavor Flav. actually wrong I'm wrong about that because we did watch three seasons of a rom-com tv show for flavor Flav. so I'm wrong about that but like people have to the women who watch the movie have to kind of feel like yeah i could see myself falling in love with him or i could see myself i could see why he fell in love with her you have to be able to place yourself in first person pov to really get the most out of a rom-com and if the other person is so damn unlikable like it took me back to a king and i the king and i how the the king and the, the teacher was also annoying but the king was so annoying he was so rude explain this to me et cetera et cetera cetera like he was so rude to the point where it was almost irredeemable but he managed that's what you need you need to be able to be redeemable and she was just irredeemable so i, I wouldn't recommend watching the royal treatment unless you want to laugh or be incredibly annoyed like even my husband was watching it and was like she is the worst <laughs> i remember why i was watching it and i was like where was Catherine heigl busy because she is the rom-com queen i love Catherine heigl in a good rom-com where was she at where was j-lo like let us see somebody who's fun to watch let us see somebody who's an actual actress where's zendaya like get us somebody who is actually fun to watch in a rom-com and we could totally see being fallen in love with by a royal suitor anyhow um that's all i've got for you today watch marry me it was actually really good if you haven't checked out marry me watch it on peacock or go to the theaters to watch it you can also watch bel-air on peacock i watched the first three episodes this weekend and it was incredible i see people bashing it and i don't i think some people just don't get it i i realized there's a certain type of person bashing bel-air that's all i'll say the, it, All of the people who are saying it wasn't good, they fit the mold of someone who would say it wasn't good. (laughs) I'll just leave that there. I mean, those who get it, get it. It was an incredible show and a wonderful reimagining. I really enjoyed Bel Air, and I'm going to finish Dollface Season 2 today while I work. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to leave a comment or your feedback. Also, if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified every Monday, When a new episode drops or feel free to check me out over or not or and feel free to check me out on youtube sherry and sade that is my youtube channel feel free to subscribe and like my videos and feel free to comment we do a lot of fun things over there i post three times a week and i'm very interactive with my comment section um you can also check me out on twitter at sherry and sade or um instagram at sherry and sade thanks so much for listening and i will see you next time bye